What is up, everybody? It's Friday. You know what that means. It's another edition of Curveballs in Share Shots. It is your boy, Brandon Tanguma, back again for another podcast. Sitting electronically more than six feet away for me with my level and steam coach, Dominic Hobbs and Dominic. We are quickly approaching episode 250. I just was thinking about it today. I think around 243, I think, maybe. Uh, Dominic, how are you doing today? Well, just so you know, we're on 242. We are on 242. Thank you for confirmating that. I just pulled up right now. Thank you. Because you had that in your back pocket. You definitely did just check it right now like I did. I mean, I can count on one hand how many times we've recorded an episode. So you have 245 hands? Fingers? Fingers. Fingies. Could you uh, donate one of those fingies to uh, a lovely listener of ours, Donnie? Would Donnie lose a finger? Anyways, it's a long story, but Dominic, how, okay. are, you, how are you doing today? I thought you, I'm pretty sure you've heard the story and have seen the fingy, but apparently, once again, it's Dominic. He just ultimately, you know, in one ear, out the other and forgets everything. I have no idea what you're talking about, but anyways, I'm fine. You know, had a easy day at work. It was really hot this week. You know, your boy was sweating, you know, like I bet you if I didn't drink any energy drinks, I would have like lost like 100 pounds by now, but you know, didn't. But Brandon, you're going to be so proud of me. Because today, Tyler and myself went to the gym. No, damn. Tyler and myself, and technically the studio audience was she did by accident, but mainly me and Tyler wore jorts to work. Congratulations! How is there not a photo of the boys jorting it up together? Um, you gotta have to talk to Tyler about that because oh. actually, well, there is there is a photo, but it's kind of X rated, and um. I don't know. Uh, there's a you didn't see the photo of studio audience. What photo? There's a photo of me and Tyler being real X rated. Now that we're talking about the photo, we have to post it on our Instagram so people uh, know what we're talking about. No, I mean, what is there like fucking is there dick and balls involved? Like what? What makes it technically so X rated? Technically, there's no actual visible dick and balls, but like, what are you guys showing your prints off? <laughs> I mean. I'll show the studio audience and uh, Andrew, I think. But studio. Show me. Shut the fuck up. If you don't feel comfortable sending it to me because you think I might send it out to the public, you could, you know, press it up against your screen so I could see it, just so I get an image. Okay. A literal image of what we are talking about. Um. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That that's literally like nothing. Like yes, it well, might be suggestive, but there's no there's no suggestive. Fuck, there's no fucking cock and balls involved, Dom. Like so, I don't know what you're being such a big pussy about. I mean, it's just you know very embarrassing. There's way worse photos that I can put on the internet that involve you or me or Tyler. Yeah, yeah. I don't have too many of Tyler photos. Well, yeah. I I do have Super Bowl slow banana. Oh, I already sent that in the group chat, and now in the CSR's phone, he is Tyler Cuck Gundy. And I'm... Roll off the tongue, but okay. And I'm Dominic Willie Toretto Robinson. So, do, I, do I need to explain all that, or do you understand? I, get, I guess I get the Willie for, like, penis. No. Then, okay, Toretto is because that's your name. And then I don't. So what is the Willie Robinson Robertson part? Because coming to yesterday 
Yeah, my dog's joking. Who cares? Um, because yesterday we got uh, these like cooling little like they're they look like bandanas, but they were cut and they have like a little packet of gel in there. They're like when you wet it, it gets cold or whatever. And I put it on, and the, as soon as I turn around to Tyler and our coworker Rich, they immediately start rich. Cra- they start cracking up, and they go, "You look like Duck Dynasty." And Which I did see they have a new show coming out, like the the Duck Dynasty Rejects, uh, on like Fox, whatever the fuck the Fox News streaming station is, because they run yeah. commercials for it during SmackDown. So then, basically now at work and then to make matters worse today i got a red white and blue one got a united states one baby. god bless america and uh yeah well, well never mind. so to the csr i'm i look like willie robinson so and my manager when he's he keeps calling me willie but instead of being like hey willie he's like willie i'm like dude they're not english why are you saying why do you have an english accent you know, but this you know, person you're talking about seems like a real hoot and a hilarious person. Just he's really, not, he's comedic not. gold. He's not really. He's I mean, not, I, I thought our CSR thought, could tell you that he's not. I mean, I thought I thought that was a great bit he was doing from Willie Robertson. Our CSR studio audience is well, you know her. Yeah, Brandon knows her. Do I know her? You do know her. Shout out. Do I know her really well? I mean, I could have known her a lot better, but I don't think things happened. Oh, oh, oh. Shots fired. She's going to listen to this and text you and call you a bitch. Watch. Damn, I hate to see it. Uh, So I just pulled up a Willie Robertson photo because it has been ages since I've seen it. So he's the main guy. I mean, I could see it. Um, Once again, his beard's a little bit more. Yeah, but, you know. Bigger, but, you know, he's got the long dirty blonde hair the big brown black yep. beard so yep but and i actually do have the photo of him with the american flag bandana on so i don't know if that's the photo that he showed you or you saw but i don't know i don't know but but yeah so work's been uh work's been uh work how's your work if you are working um well work ain't, ain't doing so hot uh you know i got some applications out the there. last time you got paid from down under digital uh, that would be like what the week or two two weeks or a week before two weeks before I don't know before Vegas. BV. But I thought you're working. I thought you're working after Vegas too. I mean, I do work as a uh, dog sitter. Don't tell the government that. But uh, well, listen, yeah, I, I they, not... got, they got bigger things to worry about right now. Yeah, but we. Uh, so yeah, I don't. I haven't been contacted by Downer Digital. I actually, like looked into the Google Doc that we had, and there has been some readjustments and some notes made and i have not heard back so i would assume that means they don't want me to edit my things so they can you know good for them maybe i would assume if there is another project down the line he would call me because he knows i you know i do great work and he underpays me so uh the best of both worlds actually it's not like real work because i would obviously didn't get paid for it but i didn't tell you this dominic don't get mad at me i was on the media conference call today with tony khan for the AEW forbidden door press conference this morning I should, I should just log off right now. I should just log yes, off I, yes, right now. I, 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 fucking, I, unfortunately, you'd rather, I wa- you'd rather be with Philip than me. I see how it is. It's okay. It's that, fine. That, it's that fine. is not what it was doing. Uh, I, w- unfor- I was representing the other podcast. Uh, I did not get called upon. First time doing this. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. 
And I didn't realize that when I already joined the webinar that it had my hand raised already to ask a question, even though I really didn't know what I was going to ask. And then I clicked the hand again, thinking I was raising my hand, but then that means I actually put it down. And then uh, they, they have like the mediator, like say who's up and who's next. And they, they said, whoever the fuck was going to ask a question, they said, next up, Brandon Thurston from WrestleNomics, whatever. I got very excited slash very nervous. And then I didn't get called on. I was a little mad, a little sad. So shout out Brandon Thurston. Great wrestling journalist that I've heard of. And now I'll forever be linked with him because I'm just going to think they're going to call on me, but they're never going to call on me. They're always going to call on him because he's a big boy. Yeah, well, you know, must be nice uh, being able to, uh, you know, be a part of something like that. Probably never. I'll probably never get the chance because, you know, too busy working, you know, and, you know, just just, you know, my, my co-host, you know, rather put the effort in on another podcast than this one. So it's fine. It's I mean, fine. It was, I mean, it wasn't really putting I didn't put a lot of effort in. All I really did was I got an email forwarded to me from my other co-host and I just clicked a button, filled out a little registration form and then clicked another button to register then click another button to join the webinar. And that was pretty much it. Seems like a lot of work. So it's not, it's not exactly like I wrote okay, a, at least a, hand, a, hand, a handwritten letter via carrier pigeon to Tony Khan asking if I could be on the media list. Okay. But did you, at least when you're on it, did you have this logo up the curveballs and Cheshaw's logo? And that's not how it works. It's literally just like a phone call. I don't know. Terrible. But uh, no free ads. But on the other podcast, we are going to be doing a post show and my and we're going to do it on Spotify Live, whatever the fuck it's called. My profile picture is Curveballs and Chair Shots, Dominic. So you're welcome. And the Curveballs and Shadow Mr. X because the Curveballs and Chair Shots logo is way better than any photo I've ever taken of myself. You know, I, I do hold a little bit of a grudge against you. For just a little bit, just a little time. Hell in a Cell 2019, what you did not do. Was it 2019 we went? Oh, and I was a little bitch and didn't hand out uh, stickers? Yeah. Oh, okay, got it. Dominic, I have major anxiety. Yeah, and I don't. I literally stayed home from work for like a month and a half. But mine's worse. How's it worse? I don't know. Anyways, that's because you're a, you're a bigger man than I am, Dominic. You're, you're a much bigger man. You didn't, you didn't have to put a lot of emphasis on the word bigger there. Not physically. Oh. Ment- mentally and hard. Not physically bigger than you. No, we're about the same size. Same height, same weight, same shape. You got, you got way more hair than I do, unfortunately. Because um, you shave it all. Well, the, uh, the top portion isn't exactly by choice. But did get triggered today by my mom. She asked, uh, how's the patchiness going? I started crying, went up in the fetal position, uh, but she was talking about the grass and asking how my uh, grass was going. And yeah, not talking about my hair. It's okay. Dominic, how's your hair going? My hair's lovely. The mascot's all up on me and I'm getting tangled in the cords and I'm trying to tell him to stop. But there he goes. He finally walks away. Um, yeah, I mean... Just so you guys know, this podcast today is going to be very light and breezy, kind of just shooting the shit, having a good conversation, drop a little bit of sports, drop a little bit of wrestling. Call it a day, right? Yeah, you know, we'll see what happens. Take it day by day. 
I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not going to sit here for six hours because you got to go through every division in baseball. And then, you know, then you got to talk about the draft and how this guy went number one. And, you know, I mean, Dominic, the hosting chair is not glued to me. I can, you know, you can always just host if you want. Fuck it. Let's just, I'm, 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 I'm controlling the bitch today. Okay. But you have to go on the Google Doc and read everything and, you know, throw it no, everything. I'm not, see, that's the thing. Brandon, we're light and breezy today. All right. Just take your Google Doc, delete it for the day. Okay. We're going to, we're going we're gonna, to look, look, this is what we're going to do. Okay. Here we go. This is what we're going to do. It's going to open up the phone. Look, Willie Robinson. And I forgot I was trying to Photoshop my coworker and there's a dude fucking a guy in the butt. And this is awkward. This is awkward. Um, that was something that you didn't have to say out loud, Dominic. But what are you talking about? What you just said five seconds ago. Don't you talk about? This is a great audio. Can we? Uh, can I? Can I? Can I get the hosting chair back now? No, fuck you. Light and breezy today, Brandon. We're gonna talk sports, but it's gonna be very light and breezy. Okay. This is Dominic's code word for like five minutes on each topic. And doesn't want to, you know, talk too much about it because he just wants to go home and not do the podcast anymore. Well, I mean, I am home, but okay, it's not even that. I'm just gonna be like, we're gonna we're gonna be light and breezy, buddy. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the AL East, okay? Talk about the AL East, and we're gonna talk about how New York is just kicking ass. We're not gonna talk about every other fucking team in the division. We're just gonna talk about New York and how they're kicking ass. So, Brandon, New York saw that they had a uh, pretty good game uh, against uh, Houston, I think, the other day. You know, New York is, uh, you know, looking like they're going to be the team to win the division. Would you agree? Uh, well, they do have a 12 game lead over the Toronto Blue Jays, so they got a hefty lead and they are by far the best team that uh, in the league, not only in the division or in uh, the American League, but they are the only team thus far to have 50 wins. The uh, second closest, I believe, is the other New York team at 46 wins. Where do, where do you see? They're winning. Uh, how many games are they winning this year? Fuck it, I'm stupid. How many games are they winning? Over 100. I would say over 100, unless they go on like a super long Angels esque losing streak. But I don't know what the exact number is, but I think they are on pace to break the Mariners' record of 116, 114, 116, 16. I think I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But um. I was just watching MLB Network before we got on here because I didn't know what else to watch after watching the hockey game because big hockey podcast. We are. Uh, they were comparing the New York Yankees of today to the Oakland A's, the 1989 Oakland A's, which I know might be a little bit of a stretch. I know we're biased, but the 89 Oakland A's are one of the best baseball teams of all time. Uh, the Yankees are a complete team, at least, you know, well, maybe not lineup wise. I think they do have some, you know, holes because they're being very much carried by judge and stanton but uh the pitching is great bullpen's great they're a very well-rounded team it is showing it and speaking of judge he avoids arbitration signs a 19 million dollar contract for one year still doesn't mean he won't be a free agent at the end of the year he said that he's not going to talk contract during the season uh dominic thoughts on the aaron judge situation he is playing out of his mind front I mean, you always got to throw Shohei Mike Trout in there for the MVP talks, but my uh, the other not non-angel AL MVP candidate is 
uh, Aaron Judge. How do you think of his season so far and how much or, you know, his contract free agent status going into next season? You know, one thing that that I think we see a lot of nowadays is when people are coming up on free agency and, you know, teams are trying to, you know, tie someone up. It always affects them, in my opinion. I, I can't really recall like somebody going into free agency and being like, I'm leaving or unless I get the bag, blah, 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 and like having a spectacular season. So I think what he's doing is working for him. I mean, he did, did an extra 19 million and, you know, he still could be a free agent and just going to, you know, play ball, you know, help carry his team to a World Series maybe. But I like the fact that he's not talking about it. I really do respect it. Um, you know, I, like I said, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep repeating it. This whole podcast, we're light and breezy, so we're not really gonna talk about Toronto, who's in second with 40 and 30, Boston, who's in third with 40 and 31, Tampa Bay, 38, 32, and Baltimore in the bottom at 33 and 39. But we're gonna move to the Central real quick. Uh, you know, Central kind of always a little bit underwhelming. Cleveland at 36 and 30. So. I mean, is there anything you want to touch on in the central? I mean, your Chicago White Sox, 33 and 36. I mean, kind of just, you know, just just drizzling shits now. I mean, we have a new AL Central leader, Dominic, the Cleveland Guardians. Yes, they might be tied and they have played six less games than the Minnesota Twins. But God damn it, they are in first place of the central seven and three in their last 10. They have lost their last two, but the Guardians continue to do the damn thing. Despite uh, all the naysayers, they signed J-Ram, let go of Francisco Lindor. They're still doing it. Shane Bieber, I know I kind of buried him last week, but he's had a little bit of a bounce back recently. I am a little scared to like jump on the Guardians bandwagon. It is fun to see a three-horse, well, I guess really two-horse race right now in the Central, and it's not the two horses we thought. I still believe the White Sox will be able to get a going not saying they're gonna win the division or you know be on fire by any means but i still believe in them to to get it going in the second half of the season so i'm still skeptical on the guardians i want to believe it till i see it so they're kind of like the giants of this year now they're not having as successful as a season as the giants were last year but i i want to wait until you know end of august to really get a a grasp on what this team is or who this team is Okay. Like you said, Minnesota's down. Technically, I know this sounds weird, but Minnesota's second, 39-33. White Sox, 33-36. Detroit, 26-43. And the Royals at 26-43. Um, you know, kind of expect Detroit and Kansas City to be there the rest of the season. Um, moving on to the West, the best. Houston at top, 44-26. Texas, 33-36. LA, 34-38. Seattle 32 and 39 and the Oakland, the Oakland still, ass, the Oakland ass as old Frank, the tank uh, has deemed them. And it is apropos three and 40 fucking nine. Um, you know, uh, Houston has been a powerhouse for the past, what, five, 10 years at least. Um, more like seven, but okay. I rounded up to 10 because those I mean, first they're, three they're, years they're, were kind of they're pretty they're, bad. They were pretty bad 10 years ago. Okay, but you know, but the building blocks were there. They were well, slowly Altuve, building. Alt- Altuve was there. Exactly, the building blocks were there. He was building, the building block, block. Building block. But 
Houston doing their fucking thing. Texas, we were kind of talking shit about Texas a couple weeks ago about, oh, they're, you know, we had all this fucking, you know, they have all this talent upside, and yet they were in, like, second to last. Surprisingly, with L.A. just shit in the bed, they jumped to second with 33 and 26. So, I mean, you know, are we – is this a resurgence of Texas? Is Texas going to be the division leader in the next couple of weeks? Or do you think Houston just keeps doing what they're doing and kicking ass? I mean, the fact that Texas is still 10 and a half games back, I would say it's a safe bet that the Astros will still be in first place. Uh, A's aside, they have just, I've watched a little bit more Oakland A's in the past week, and that has been a God awful decision by me. Frankie Montas took a no hitter into the eighth, what eight, seven and two thirds innings and then the A's blow it in the ninth without giving up a fucking hit they score two runs on wild pitches it's okay and then we have two series with the Royals six games so far we're four and oh fucking or oh and four just fucking fantastic can't even beat the goddamn Royals um but besides them besides the Oakland ass the rest of the AOS besides outside of the Astros has just been a, a complete debacle. I mean, I know the Angels have gone on their like long losing streak, but we thought this division was going to be very competitive. I mean, I know we kind of differed on what Texas and what the Angels and the Seattle like where the you know what the rankings would ultimately end up being, but I think we all thought they would be relatively competitive. They'd be good teams, and I mean, Seattle was good for the beginning, has fallen off recently. Texas was terrible at the beginning. Now they've kind of climbed back up a little bit, but still all three of those teams are under 500. And it's like, and the Astros are just doing Astro things. So at this point, you just kind of have to wish they can backdoor into a wild card, but the A at least is so fucking fantastic that they are probably going to hold at least two, if not all three wild card spots. But my question to you, Dominic, Shohei Otani had absolutely fantastic back-to-back games. Career high eight home uh, eight RBI, career high thirteen strikeouts back to back days. Shohei, I believe, is still under contract for the next after next season. He's going to be a free agent. We've already talked a little bit about about he's not exactly the most you know he's not super happy in his situation right now. Where do you see Shohei going? Is he an angel in the year of our Lord twenty twenty four? Does he get traded? Like, what the fuck does a Shohei Otani trade look like? Is he going to ride it out to then just sign for a bazillion dollars somewhere else? And is Shohei the MVP, even though he's had a technically worse season than he was last year? I mean, I think the Angels are known for tying up their talent. So, I mean, I got a feeling if if it's kind of hard when you when you gave all that money to Rendon and maybe Shohei doesn't even want to be there in the first place. Oh, yeah. You never know. I mean, ultimately, it's up to him. But I mean. If if I think if they have a good rest of the year and you make a good playoff push and they say, hey, we're right there. We need you to come back for a few years. And, you know, we're right that we're on the cusp of a World Series and you're going to lead us there. I think he'll resign. Now, if they just shit the bed the rest of the season and, you know, show has been very vocal about, you know, the Angels front office not really signing those key players or, you know, drafting those key players and being like, Oh, you know, we need this, you know, he's been upfront. Like we need this and this and this, and they're not doing it. So I I think that also plays a key factor in it. Um, But 
I would like to think he's going to be an angel. I know I'm not going to say a lifelong angel, but I mean, as long as he's performing the way he's been playing, I, I think they'll try to keep him as long as they can. I mean, if you have Shohei on your roster, of course, you're going to want to keep him as long as you can. My, my other question was, is he the MVP, even though he's not doing as well as he was last year? I mean, still, uh, you know, really good hitter, solid starting pitcher, not putting up all the numbers because he's not pitching as much as some of the other guys. But as I said, Aaron Judge is having a fantastic season. Mike Trout's doing Mike Trout things. What do you see Shohei kind of in that MVP conversation? I mean, it's difficult because it's just his for the taking because of he plays both sides. Well, that, that's what I was going to say. It's kind of difficult to judge because, you know, he does, you know, I mean, he does. He's a fucking fantastic hitter. He's a great pitcher. He can play first. I mean, I, I, I think he gets more line. He can play first. I don't know if he has played first. But I mean, he can do anything. Show he can sure do anything he, has, he wants. But... He can he can catch. He can play bench coach. He could do whatever the fuck he wants because he show it's a show. Hey, Otani's world. And we're just living in it, folks. But what, what I was trying to say was, you know, a lot of the light goes to him because, oh, he's pitching and hitting home runs. Oh, my God. He's this and that. And this and that. Whereas a lot of the other players are just having just fantastic seasons, you know, like judges, you know, hitting the ball and playing OK defense. You know what I mean? It's like he gets the limelight's always going to be to show. So, I mean, I, I think. You know, he may win it again, but is he going to be deserving? I don't know. We have to wait, to wait and see. So, you know, I don't know how you feel. I don't know if you want to give your opinion or if we just keep being light and breezy and just continue on to the uh, NL East. It's it's Shohei's world. We're just living in it, but Aaron Judge is making a compelling case. I mean, if Judge hits 65 home runs and Shohei continues what he's doing now, what, batting 260, uh, doesn't I hate how it just kind of has him as a batter, but then you have to like dig deep for his pitching stats. What is he at right now? Batting 260, pitching 2.90 ERA, six and four records. So, well, watch um, where you're going. Damn, it's all just the age old question what is the valuable portion? What does the valuable mean? Is it best player available? Is it most valuable to his team? Because I would say it's all around best of the best, sir. I would say Judge is more valuable to the Yankees right now, but Shohei is the best player in baseball right now. Okay. Hot take. I mean, the Angels aren't... I mean, he's doing all these things. The Angels still are below 500. Okay, moving on to the National League games. You got the New York Mets, 46-26. Atlanta, 41-31. Philly, 37-34. Miami, 32-37. And the Nationals, 26-47. Brandon, besides the Mets doing Met things, you know, Freddie Freeman finally got his ring, went to the Dodgers, went to Atlanta, and it was kind of emotional for Freddie. Um, you know, do you have thoughts on, you know, f- did did he make the right decision and go into the Dodgers or should he have stayed in Atlanta? We, we I mean, we still don't know the full context of that whole situation, because I think Freddie did want to stay. But he did want his money that he earned. I mean, like in since he's debuted or like over the past 11, I think that's probably his whole career, like over the past 11 years, he's been like a top 10 hitter in the league. So he deserves to get the bag. But Matt Olson was on the market. He's younger, has put up better numbers lately. So the Braves see that and like, OK, I think we're just going to go with Matt Olson. 
So, and he's cheaper and he signed the deal and all those other things. So I think it was just a cocktail of emotions for Freddie. Cause he, I think he did oh, ultimately. Uh, want uh, uh, did you just stop talking or I'm right here, Dominic. The fuck? I can't. You can't hear you. I mean, I'm right here talking and I don't know what you're doing. Oh, maybe my internet's crapping out. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe it's a short and breezy cop. Comcast? No, podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, Dominic's internet has completely taken a shit on him. He had to go reboot his internet, and he should be back shortly. But while we wait for Dominic, I was trying to find this stat because I can't let Dominic just say a wild, say wild shit and not get away with it. So I checked Shohei Otani's appearances in terms of you know, just appearances by position. Shohei, oh, and there he is right now. So, uh, Dominic, we fucking are back. So fucking motherfucking we, fuck we you, are, Comcast. We are still recording, but uh, while we were waiting for you, Dominic, we went to the Department of Corrections. Shohei Otani has never played a game at first base. He's never played a game in the infield. He's only played one game in left, six games in right in the year of our Lord, 2021. Okay. So, but he could, if he wanted to, he could do it. He could, he could, he could. So I don't know what the, what the hell, uh, when you dropped off, obviously I was going on a Freddie Freeman rant, but uh, I'm done with that. Let's, I just want to give some love to the the Marlins. Obviously they ain't doing so hot overall, but Sandy Alcantara has just been absolutely fucking shoving. He is going to be jazz baby and jazz. All about that jazz. He's uh, Sandy has been shoving should be in the Cy Young contention talks by the end of the season. And Juan Soto, you already know, though, has been absolute dog shit. I think he is batting under the Mendoza line right now at 199. Uh, I don't know what his up-to-date batting average is. If I cannot, Juan Soto's last name does not start with a B. It starts with an S. And he is currently batting uh, 214. So good job, Juan, doing good. Doing fantastic. It it also does worth pointing out that he has no help around him, so the pitchers don't have to give him anything to hit. Great, it's got a your internet connection is unstable. Notice, thanks, thanks, hmm. appreciate it. Dominic, are we going to still keep it light and breezy, and you take us into the NL Central, or is it all up to me now? I mean, because I don't think we can. I'm trust basically going to send you Mr. X's questions because my thing is I can't trust my internet now. So yeah, I got to make sure we, we, I... we can't trust your internet to have Zoom open and, you know, a tab open as well or whatever your setup is. We can't. Oh, no, I'm I'm all on my fucking. I'm all on. But just I'm just zooming. That's all. It's open. You're just zooming. Just zooming, baby. Just zooming. But that's the sad thing. It's like, you know. It's just, it's sad that I can't fucking podcast and have a studio on his on her phone, me on my phone, you know, big bro on his phone. It's like, it's, 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 it's terrible. And for the amount, the amount of money that we pay and we're still fucking having all these issues, it's ridiculous. We live in the Bay Area. The best place for technology, and we can't even go to get a good internet around here, Dominic. It's a fucking shame. That's why you should switch to AT and T, Uverse, and get that fiber, baby. No issues. Yeah, I mean, 
I would which, love to you do know that, you could have got the could have got the major discount but didn't switch it up when you could have well i mean if i would have as the second i quit i would have lost it so hmm. anyways nl east seattle seattle but, but what? that's st louis well first so the nl east let's uh re re, re uh, nl nl central there we go st louis 4033, Milwaukee 4033, Pittsburgh 2941, Chicago Cubs 2744, and the Cincinnati, they're not blue, they're the Reds 2346. Not the worst record MLB. So, yes, as definitely fireworks and not gunshots go off in the background. Happy 4th of yes. July, everybody. Uh, once again, I'm going to shout out the third place team, the Pittsburgh Pirates. O'Neill Cruz got called up. That dude is an absolute fucking stud, six foot seven shortstop, throwing 100 mile an hour rockets to first base. If he pans out, stays healthy, he will be an absolute superstar right there with like Tatis and Vladdy and the young guns coming up in these next few years. Excited to see him play. Milwaukee and St. Louis, it's going to be the same thing all year round. They pretty much have been tied the entire season. Uh, Milwaukee six and four in the last 10 St. Louis four and six in the last 10. So they have kind of flip-flopped this even just within the last week. So, yeah, um, I don't know what the schedule is. I would love for them to have like, I would love for it to come down to the last weekend and they have a three game set for the division. That'd be dope. Okay. Maybe I'll hey. uh, check that right now. Okay. And uh, while you do that, we'll go to the NL West with the Dodgers on top at 44, 25 San Diego chomping up the heels at 44, 28, San Francisco, Hagantes, the Giants, 38-31. Arizona Diamondbacks, 32-39. And the Rockies at 31-40. and 40. You know, Dodgers, Padres, Giants are going to be the three to talk about. Um, all three probably going to make the playoffs. But, you know, nothing really much to really talk here. I think Tatis should be coming back by the end of the year, right? Or end of year, end of the like regular season, right? Well, hopefully he's back by the end of the regular season. They did a, a CT scan or some sort of scan, I think two weeks ago or a week ago, and it did not come back as clean as they wanted it to. So it looks he's going to be gone for maybe another month or two. So uh, not a good look, but everyone's still staying positive, And the Padres are still keeping their head above water. Uh, they have, I mean, they've done well recently, six and four in the last 10. They were at first place last time we recorded, yeah. but uh, the Dodgers have kind of found their way after struggling for the last couple of weeks, seven and three in the last 10 and have won the last four. Uh, so that would mean they beat the Braves today. Uh, the Giants, you know, kind of holding on the about to lose to the Reds today. Yeah, I was going to say they have an easy They have an easy series against the Reds at home, but the Reds, you know, giving them all they got four and one, four to one right now. Shout out Mr. X. Don't know if he's staying up to watch this game. He probably is because he's a fucking unit. But uh, yeah. And then Arizona and Colorado down there. Uh, I think we all I keep saying Arizona. We thought they were going to be absolute dog shit, but they have not been dog shit. They just been kind of shit. Little shit, little nugget. They are a nugget. They are the Owen Hart of the NL West. Okay, love to see it. That's it for some basketball. You want to go? By to the s- way, uh, I I pulled it up. Okay, good job. Yeah, Mil- the Mil- going back to the NL Central. The Milwaukee uh-huh. Brewers and the St. Louis Cardinals play a two game set on September twenty seventh and twenty eighth. So nice. not at not at the very very end, but uh, you know, close to the end. 
Nice. But the uh, Brewers do have a little cupcake schedule at the end with a series against the Marlins and a series against the Nugget Arizona Diamondbacks in Milwaukee. Milwaukee. All six, five of those games or uh, whatever games. Anyways, moving on, Dominic. Moving on to what? Oh, you're the host. Okay. We're well, if you pull on. up the Google Doc, we were going to do talk about some NFL news real quick. Uh, Gronk, retired. once again, for like the fifth time, retired. This time official, I guess, maybe. Who knows? Um, shout out Gronk, Hall of Famer. Cool. I was going to say, I mean, I think it's easy to say one of the best tight ends of all time. Don't say I would say he is the best tight end of all time, just because he had so many injuries. Um, just think but, if he if he didn't have those injuries, he would be the best. But yeah, but when he was on the field, he was putting up all time numbers. But it's just he didn't have the long career that uh, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, um, I feel like I'm leaving like Antonio Gates, you know, like those type of guys. Nice, nice. Any thoughts on Gronk Dominic? Is he gonna come back to WWE and win a 20? Did he uh, win the 24 7 title? I thought he did, and then he lost it on the field to Kane. No, I thought that no, that was our truth. Shut, oh. By the way, eh, never mind. Fuck Kane. Fuck <clears throat> Lynn Jacobs, piece of shit. Fuck there you. We, there we go, Don. I want Don. you out of the Hall of Fame. Speaking of not being in the Hall of Fame, uh, you know this is the 15-year date of the Chris Benoit situation. I don't want to talk about it because you guys are not going to see my way and it's not worth it. Huh. You know, it's a damn shame that it doesn't have on his like career highlights uh, his WWE accolades. Does it say on his Gronk? Okay, come on, Gronk. Does it say anything about his WWE uh, career? Probably should have just typed in Gronk WWE. would have been a lot easier, but especially on the week he is retiring. But anyways, oh, here we go. He has his own page on WWE.com. Anyways, I'm trying to look up. Did he win the title? I am very confused. Okay, but Gronk, as you know, didn't give us just his NFL career. God damn it, Cody. I don't want to sign up to your fucking email list. Why don't you just fucking ruthless competitor? And he brought that to the WWE the second he got the chance winning the 24-7 championship from Mojo Raleigh in the middle of hosting the historic two-part WrestleMania 36. Now we are all fiesta. That's Dude, how they, all, you, that's... all you had to do was. See, Titus O'Neil is the first one, then Robert Ruth and R-Truth and Elias and R-Truth, Jinder Mahal, R-Truth, Elias, R-Truth, Jinder Mahal, R-Truth, Drake Maverick, R-Truth, Heath Slater, R-Truth, Cedric Alexander, EC3, R-Truth, Drake Maverick, R-Truth, Drake Maggot, Maverick, Pat Patterson, Gerald Briscoe, Ke- Kelly Kelly, Kenneth Michelle, Alundra Braze, Another Magic Maverick, R-Truth, Mary Canellis, Mary Canellis, Mary Canellis, R-Truth, The Revival. Just for uh, context, what date are we at right now and how long into the 24-7 title are we? See, The Revival was the 34th holder, and this is August 12, 2019. And when did it start? Uh, Hang on. Go, 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 go back up. May 20th, 2019. Okay, that was actually longer than I thought it was going to be. But anyways, continue if you're going to just rattle off the entire 24-7 legacy. <sighs> uh, for those who don't care, a.k.a. all of you, uh, just skip ahead about two minutes and maybe we'll be back. Our truth 20 Elias, our truth Rob Stone. Uh, Robbie E. Ah. Elias, Trick Mavic, Bo Dallas, Trick Mavic, our truth 
Ooh, Ernest Cantor. Ugh. Or truth. Ernest Freedom, or whatever whatever his name is now. Mayor Glenn Jacobs. Boo. Boo. Our truth. EC3. Our truth. EC3. Our truth. EC3. Our truth. Carmela Marshmallow. Carmela Tamina. Our truth. Weren't we, were we there for the Tamina one? I think so. Wasn't that? Uh, you, same brother. you have the Wikipedia page in front of you. Oh, okay. Uh, for the Carmela one, September 23rd on Raw, San Francisco. Oh, okay. I do remember that. Okay. I was there for that one. Oh, Tamina. You said Tamina. Uh, yeah. uh, Hell in a Cell, Sacramento, California. There you go. So I was there for, ooh, I saw two 24-7 title changes. Ooh. Historic. I see a Sing Brother, R-Truth, different Sing Brother, R-Truth, Michael Chanako. Who? On, on my birthday, 2019, November 19. Oh, so three more years of this. Let's see. Uh, let's see. That's, I'm at 63. Let me go to R-Truth, Kyle Bush, R-Truth, Tozawa, Santa Claus, all truth, sing brother, sing brother, our truth, sing brother, Mike Rome, sing brother, our truth, sing brother, our truth, sing brother, sing brother, our truth, mojo, 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 Riddick Moss, our truth, mojo, Rob Gronkowski. There we are. Finally got it. March, you know, it's funny. The date is March 25th or 26th, 2020. WrestleMania 36 part two or then a Florida. I think that's enough. I've uh, let's just go it. four more. Get this at even hundred. Okay, fine. Our truth. Tozawa, our truth. And number 100, big old Shelton Benjamin. Shout out the last. No, they were tag team champions, right? Him and Cedric. So that's not the last time he was the champion. And currently at 100 and. Okay. Why is there fucking numbers? Okay, what is who's the champion? Dana Brooke? What's yeah, Dana, Dana Brooke, Brooke at? What's Dana Brooke at right now? Well, it now says in terms 170 of... and then 173 in parentheses. So, how many days or hours? Or... Probably that's how long she because she's held it for quite a while. So, 173 days because it says Nikki Ash. No, it can't be that long because they just changed like a couple like during that wedding. And that wedding was not 100. Literally, it was June 20th, 2022, Nikki Ash. June 20th, 2022, Dana Brooke. Okay, then what's oh god damn. maybe that's like cumulative how many days she's ever hold, held it. Go, scroll maybe. back up to scroll back up to the very top down. I'm going. I'm going. This is what happens with Dominic. It's taking me, it's taking me a while. Hang on. Yeah, don't uh, blow out your internet trying to scroll let's up. Let's see. Too fast. Uh, let's see. Overall reign number, reign number for the specific specific champion. Days, number total, number of days held, number of days held recognized by the promotion, championship chance and unrecognized by promotion. Okay. Well, now that we've talked about the history of the 24-7 title, let's talk about Deshaun Watson settling 20 of his 24 cases. Um, I don't know what exactly this means for the, the NFL suspension. I think they're still looking for a hefty suspension, but um, this kind of clear not clears him in terms of he's innocent but you know kind of clears the way for him to now he only has four more uh cases he has to settle but i think these were much more of the recent ones and i think that these 20 were kind of the initial lump that he was looking to settle like early on but they kind of whatever has happened has happened and so now it's 20 out of 24 he's uh, still practicing and i think we just Wait and see, because I mean, I think they're going to suspend him definitely before preseason starts, but it's just a matter of how much and and when that happens. Sorry, I'm tweeting that Shotzi's going to be winning 
the money in the bank ladder match. Just just throwing it out there. She has to win it. A little, little preview for next week's episode. Hashtag Bay Area. Here is our pick to win. Hashtag. This, is, this is the type of great content you can get at Curveballs NCS on Twitter. Money in the bank. Hashtag Anyways, WWE. Moving on to the NBA. Not, I mean, we do have some news. Like there was a lot of news, but in terms of like what to talk about, uh, not too much. The uh, the Warriors had their parade on Monday, or yeah, Monday. Dominic, any thoughts, news, and notes on uh, the parade? Shout out uh, Mayor London Breed. She uh, was there acting a fool, and she got COVID. <sighs> I'm happy I didn't go to that. I had a coworker say like, "Oh, we should go," and I'm like, mm, "I'm not trying to get sick." I mean, it looked like fun. I did go one year at Lake Merritt. And yes, I would have tried to kiss Steph. I would have done the same thing. Okay. I mean, you would have got like tackled and pushed away, but I would have been, you know, out there trying to get ice cream with Draymond. That's the real play. Shout out front of the podcast. Uh, Bimbo Jimbo was uh, on the, on the float or on the, not well, the bus with uh, Jordan Poole. Getting a uh, gonna be getting another ring. So shout out Jimbo. I uh, hope you had fun. Looked like you had fun. And uh, Warriors parade was was something. Unfortunately, first one in San Francisco. After the other three were in Oakland, so it didn't hit. I mean, it, it's all the same. But obviously, over here in the East Bay, we'd rather be in Oakland. But um, NBA draft took place. I mean, we're not college basketball guys, so we don't really know too much about the players. But the big one. Uh, you know, trades and stuff is kind of what people want to talk about. And Kemba Walker was really the only person to get moved. Uh, then the Knicks like traded, like made like a whole bunch of different trades, but then at the end of the day, they had didn't have any draft picks for today. They saved it all for later, and they're trying to make a move to possibly get a, a big name point guard that we will talk about later in fan mail. Uh, so Dominic, thoughts? Well, I've already forgot where the fuck Kemba. Where the hell did Kemba Walker even go? Detroit. So Kemba goes to Detroit. Uh, I think Detroit actually has gotten like a really good, solid core of like young players. I know they got Kate Cunningham and they got like the other person who's like the most raw, talented person in the draft at four. So, you know, shout out the Pistons, maybe bad boys coming back in the next couple of years. But um, the NBA pre and preseason, the NBA offseason will be starting shortly. And that's always just a world spin of like a week or two of just fucking woge bombs and news. And it once again, where the fuck is Kevin Durant going? Cause that might be another thing we have to deal with again, but uh, any just random news and notes, anything you want to talk, touch on as we kind of shut the door on the 2022, 2021 Warriors. to 22 NBA season. Warriors won it. Boston can suck it. The Lakers are washed-up husbands. Ever worse. Mickey Mouse title. And the Bucks. Well, let's just say the Bucks stops here. Eee. All right, that is it for a light and breezy sports portion of the podcast. Hey, so it was going smoothly until my fucking internet took a shit on me. Well, I mean, you said you were going to host it, and we pretty much did the exact same MLB rundown we always do. But it was more breezy. Yes, let's get on into the fan mail segment, otherwise known as Mr. X's questions. Mr. X's questions. Hey, friends. Mr. X's questions. Hey, friends. 
bum bum. So let's get on into it. We actually have a, eh, well, I guess technically the same amount as last week, but we have a different person sending in a question. Long, it's been a long time since we've heard this person <gasps> send in a question. Oh, oh. From Ty Gundy 27. Oh, you motherfucker. Fuck that guy. Um, absolutely need to need Dominic's thoughts on Roe v. Wade being overturned. Then that's for my opinion. That's for Dominic's I mean, opinion. I mean, this is not a polit- political podcast. I am. I mean, I'm, I'm booing Glenn Jacobs. I'm calling him a piece of shit. I mean, that should kind of give you what, how, where I side with this whole thing. So. Uh, shout out Lance Storm. Be serious for a second. Uh, you know, fuck the super, five, you know, five of the Supreme Court people. It's, you know, sad day in America that uh, human rights and, you know, half of half of this country isn't allowed to do with their bodies as they see fit. And so we're I think we made it pretty clear where our opinions lie. And as two men on a podcast that is stupid and talks about sports and wrestling. I don't think we should uh, go any farther on that issue, but, uh, you know, I mean, shout out to Paige for saying, Glenn, I looked up to you, but what the fuck are you talking about? You stupid son of a bitch. Respect, respect. Shout out Britt Baker saying, you know, too stupid to be a dentist. Shout out Xbox who bodied him a couple of weeks ago when I think uh, Kane had like some stupid gun. Yeah, it was uh, about tweet. like, like, yeah, I remember that. And he was like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, like. Shout out to Buck. Friend of the shows podcast. You, shows you how stupid people can be. Like you can you can be beloved by millions, and then just just ugh, I just it just makes me sick because yep. you hear you hear nothing but good things about Kane, about Glenn used Jacobs. To. Used you to. know, used to. Yeah. Now you just this guy's an asshole. Fuck him. But like you know, you'd hear that. Oh, he's always trying to help. He's always a fun guy. He's always loving. Ha la la la. And then now it's like, dude, you're fucking saying that like. You know, the, these kids getting murdered in a school. It's like, that's not the issue. The issue was, you know, like gun safety. It's like, you know, <laughs> no, it's this guy shot kids. Like, what the fuck's the problem? Yeah, nice but, to know that uh, guns are cared more about than uh, yeah. than women's uh, rights are. But, 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 you know, you know, you know. They're, they're willing to make these, you know, people have kids but they're not going to protect them in a school or when they're broke and hungry and uh you know yeah anyways you know say you're pro-life but then once the kids actually born you don't care about them okay moving on do you have something to get off your chest brandon no 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 uh johnny roca let's uh lighten up the mood a little bit with with some johnny roca questions monday is national onion day do you like onions oh Johnny, you have no idea how much I love onions. He's an onion man. I'm a very much an onion man. I like them raw. I like them grilled. I like them caramelized. Oh, I like. <laughs> how, 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 how do you like them? What? Well. It, it depends with what. Okay. What do you like them on? Okay. I, there you go. That, that's all the onion questions, Dominic. Fucking have at it. So, like, I love a good turkey sandwich with some onion, salt, pepper, American cheese, just delicious. I like, oddly enough, my carne asada tacos with some caramelized onions. Um, my In and Out burgers. I like both raw and grilled. Um, I like onion rings, of course, with dipped in some ranch. Delicious. Um, let's see. Let's see. What's something? Have I? 
have I eaten a raw? Like, I think I've taken bites out of just like an apple, like eating like an apple. Like it's, you know, if you get the right onion, you can eat it like an apple. It's delicious. This is an onion podcast. We love onions here at Curveballs and Chair Shops. Maybe Mr. X can uh, dozy up a, a remix of just instead of the face, it's just an onion because we love some onions here at Curveballs and hey, Chair hey, Shops. Hey, 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 you can pay him the hundred bucks this time. Nine, nine. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll wait for the sale. He'd he be doing some sales sometimes. Hop on that one. There we go. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as Dominic. Like I'm raw, grilled, caramelized, however you, you want to throw it together. Uh, I know, well, all right, Peter, the Garlic Festival, because the Garlic Festival ain't a thing anymore. But uh, if they want to have an onion festival around here, we we out. And what the fuck? Oh, I saw a TikTok. I haven't done this yet because I really don't cut onions too much. If you put like a wet paper towel like next to the onion, it's not going to make you cry. You won't cry if you cut an onion. Yeah, I'm, I, I remember seeing that. Yeah, because like the water, the moisture is attracted in the in the paper towel is attracted to the onion, so it doesn't go yeah. to your eyeballs. It goes to the towel instead. So people out there, try it. Let us know what happens. Second, zero question. Shout out to any professional athletes you express a dislike for on the exterior, but deep down, you really like and respect them. Dominic, is there any athlete that on the outside you hate them, but secretly you have a crush on them? Okay, you mean crush? You just mean like I was like, oh damn. And we get a man crush. We we ain't hating. It's just. I mean, I think the obvious baby. I think the obvious one for me is probably like LeBron, because it's like, you know, how successful, how great of a player he is. You want to hate him. You don't want him to like. You know, you don't want him to be good. But then, like deep down inside, you're like, fuck. If LeBron came to my team, oh, I'd be so fucking ecstatic. You know, like whatever. Like, you know. Um, I think LeBron's one of them. Shout out Ted. I thought Ted was dead, but I guess he's not. It, it, he is, but you know, you know, all the technical difficulties. You know, we're running a little behind, but um, I would say number one is LeBron. Number two, Tom Brady. But I can't really. I guess I can't really say Tom Brady anymore because, like, I did hate him, but after that come from behind Super Bowl win against the Falcons. Like I, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm a Tom Brady fan. So I can't, we can't say Tom Brady anymore, but maybe Pat Mahomes maybe would be the next one. Uh, when, when Jero sent in this question, there was only one person that, that came to mind. And I've been vocal on this podcast of, of one of the only main athletes that I ever show disdain towards. Cause this person is a bitch and still, and forever will be a bitch. And that is Manny Machado. We'll never forgive him. Oh, checking not up. Mick Arcakis? Well, he's a fucking pussy. Sorry. Different. It's a difference. Sorry. sorry. Different. But uh, Manny Machado will forever be a bitch. Chucky and that bad at Josh Donaldson, which, you know, Josh Donaldson is exactly the most likable person in the world either. But as you said, kind of one of those players that you hate if he's against you, but love him if he's on your team or, you know, maybe not if he's out here saying some racially insensitive things. But Manny Machado is having a fucking fantastic year, especially this year. I mean, he is a fantastic third baseman i mean he's batting 328 right now 12 rbi or 12 home runs and how many rbi does he have he has 46 rbi so he uh i mean he's always been a really good player and defensively one of the best and he's keeping the padres afloat right now with no tatis so i mean machado's still a bitch but you're pretty good at baseball moving on Final question, final question from the Instagram. Uh, we did not touch on this because I knew we were going to talk about it here. Okay. 
What do you guys make of the Kyrie Irving situation of him having a wish list of teams and which teams would be the best? Is this, is this from him? This is from, sorry, sorry. This is from old Big Daddy Guma, Joshua. Oh, okay. That sent in a question about the Kyrie Irving situation. So yes, this whole week has just been kind of blown up of Kyrie. He has, I meant to look this up, but he has a, a massive uh, player like, option. Like both co- LA teams, fucking the Bucks. Um fucking i think i think another team too something like that oh yeah but what i was gonna say is he has a, a massive player option i think it's like 37 million uh so that he's obviously he's gonna accept and then he's gonna force his way out to brooklyn for a sign and trade so instead of you know declining the option going having free reign but probably gonna take less money you know making money and then also bitching and playing because that's what every nba star does when they don't like their team and get shipped off so uh, I was trying. Okay, here we go. So the bet. Well, these are best landing spots for him. I mean, they say both LA teams and then both New York teams. I'm trying to. I thought I saw something somewhere. Kind of had like a list, but I mean, what you would you know, the Knicks, the Lakers. The Lakers are kind of like the favorite right now. I don't know what they would do because they need to get rid of that uh, Westbrook contract. So I don't. Obviously, they're not going to have Westbrook and Kyrie on the same team. The sign and trade. Westbrook goes to to <laughs> the Nets, and then him and Kitty are back together. Yeah, it just, it just doesn't sound like a good fit. Like, I mean, there I think there have to be like a third team involved to where Westbrook goes to that team, Kyrie goes to L.A., and then L.A. or the Nets get like a bunch of draft picks and maybe like a another player, you know, some sort of thing. But we talked. I mean, I talked a little bit earlier with the Kemba trade that maybe the Knicks could be involved. Um, I mean, the Knicks, they were they're a surprise team two years ago, kind of fell off last season. I mean, Kyrie, I, I still don't know what to make of Kyrie. Like, obviously, like the off the court vaccine stuff has been a headache. But I mean, when he plays, he's been good, not exactly Cleveland Kyrie. So I just I mean, he's obviously better than Westbrook. But that's a lot of money. And it's just like an overall headache, which I don't know if teams want to take that on. And uh, if a team's desperate enough, they might. If he goes to L.A., you know him and Braun going to connect and, you know, maybe flirt with a championship. But, I mean, I obviously don't see Kyrie playing much longer. I think all the off-court shit will overshadow on court and he'll just ruin himself. I mean, obviously, LeBron, his days are numbered maybe like two or three, like two prime LeBron years, maybe another two after that kind of holding on years where he's kind of waiting for Bronny to show up and he can play with him and uh, right off into the sunset. So if you get Kyrie, LeBron and AD together, and if once again, if AD can stay healthy, that is just a juggernaut of a team. But we thought that was going to be the same thing with KD, Kyrie and James Harden. And that just completely fell apart. So it's not a guarantee. If you get three massive team uh, players together, that's going to pan out in the championship. Unless you're the Warriors. Unless you're the Warriors, but you have to draft them all. The the heat. I mean, you had Bosch, Wade, and James. Oh, thank you, Dominic. I appreciate that. Thank you. You said that's it for the. Uh, yes, that is it for the. Anfer- that is it for the and friends portion of the podcast. Uh, Dominic, what does Mister X have to say on the matter? This up, Shaw, dude. Saw that Lamar Jackson is renegotiating his contract without an agent. If you are a top star in any league. 
would you try to negotiate without any without an agent at your side? I mean, I just want to throw out there that you know we did have some negotiations with one Tyler Gunderson, and negotiations were fairly simple, but yet he still wiggled out of his contract. So you know. I mean, it sounds like a, a great premise in theory, but I mean, it's just an awkward situation, like overall, because it's like the like MLB and arbitration, like you're the player negotiating for a contract. You probably do want to stay with that team, but the team's trying to save money. So they're going to kind of disparage you, lowball you, like do these things that they're trying to do to get the most value out of their end. And you might take a little bit personally, even though it's just business. And yeah, there might be some sort of, you know, things going on, but it's also just like you're practicing, training, doing all these things for, you know, 10, 12 hours might, you know, probably. And then you add a contract negotiation on that. That's a lot. And I know these guys are making millions of dollars and it could just be easy to throw away a couple thousand for an attorney or a, an agent. But I, I mean, for the most part, I can't remember really any superstar player really being their own guy and we're gonna i mean we're gonna see how that pans out for him so he's gonna save uh, probably like a million or two million dollars without an agent but who knows if he makes that money up on the back end with the contract which he deserves but i don't know oakley oakley maybe we should start a union dominic maybe for a union inside a union for players who don't, I don't know, trying to get you on an anti-union union rant again. It's not going to happen. Which MLB team or teams can you see having a breakout second half of the season after that all-star break? Well, this is just me kind of holding on still, but I still say the White Sox. I think the White Sox still have the talent. They can get healthy at the end of the season uh, by the all-star break. They can put it together. Um, the Braves, uh, the only, well, the only thing is the Braves kind of had that cupcake of a walk when they had their winning streak. The Mets kind of have a similar cupcake walk kind of towards the back end of the season. So even if the Braves are like, you know, overall a better team playing well at the end of the season, the Mets might take advantage of a weak schedule. So, um, yeah, I don't know if anyone from the AL West is really going to get their shit together. And in the AL East, bar, well, even if, like the Yankees just like come down to earth, maybe the Blue Jays could make a run at it, but I don't really see that happen. So I would go with the White Sox and the Braves. And maybe the, maybe the, uh, the Cardinals kind of run away with it, even though it's a little bias on my end. I was going to say, I can kind of see the Giants maybe kind of making a push, maybe fucking up the, the Padres maybe, but uh, I, I don't see, I see the Dodgers keeping that division theirs um i mean you kind of hit it all i mean i would love to see texas in first place though so i'm hoping texas goes on a big streak and the astros the Ast- get but the astros swept. are already there they play in oh, texas i want the astros to get swept every game and the texans to take the top spot okay time for some hockey news or well i guess there's only one series mr left. x is stanley cup update bum bum in your Stanley Cup Finals news, the Avalanche take a 3-1 series lead against the defending Not champion. so fast, my friends. Uh, okay, conti- sorry. What is it now? It is 3-2 Lightning. One in Colorado to extend the series. Going back to Tampa Bay. 3-2 series. Six, Sunday. 
edit right now. 3-2 series lead against the defending champion Lightning after Nazim Kadir, Kadari, I don't know, who sure. with a broken thumb coming in the game, scored the winning overtime goal in game four. Series now going back to Denver, Colorado, could capture the cup with a game five win, or Tampa will do everything they can to keep their three P chances alive. So, Brandon, what, so it's what's the score right now? Uh, well, the game is over. The game ended before we started this podcast. But, yes, oh. Tampa Bay wins three. Yes, the, they win three to two to extend it to a three two to go to game six, going back home to Tampa Bay. Uh, game was great. Uh, first game was was great. Two blowouts in the middle. Good game. Game four. Then game five was phenomenal as well. Okay. Don't ask me to break down X's and O's of hockey. I mean, I know, like, the rules, but I don't know how everything works. But I was entertained. And there was uh, some good goals and some good action. No fights. No fights. Remember. There were fights again, the two blowouts, and there was a, a pretty good fight last uh, game four. All right. What are your thoughts on Vince's weird appearances around SmackDown? I mean, they hit it right on the head. They, they were weird. Um, I don't know what he was trying to do. Like, so Sunday or sorry, Friday, I don't know if he was wanting to say more, but he was taking a uh, talk down. I kind of saw it as like a rallying cry, him trying to get in front of the crowd, uh, the visual of a crowd cheering him, appreciating him, you know, give him adulation. So he gets good PR from that, whether it's the media board members, stockholders see that and maybe take it easy on him. That doesn't mean they're going to take it easy on him, but in Vince McMahon's crazy mind, that's the way he thinks. And I always say, you know, the Colts speak with the words and, that was very cult leader esque. I felt like him sh- showing up on SmackDown and be like, "Then now together, but especially together, because we're all in this together." Break out song and dance and Zac Efron and play basketball or whatever. We're all in this. T- oh, we're gonna get fucking demonetized. Okay, if Vince is removed from power, what would that mean for WWE? Would he still have a role in the company, or would he be forced out completely? Um, I think there's a lot of speculation. I think everyone's saying it would go to Nick Khan, but then why did they let Stephanie take over for the interim kind of thing? It's like, I don't know. I think if Vince steps down, I think the best choice would be Triple H, honestly. I think that's what everybody would say and agree upon. But, I mean, you know, at least, I think if you give it to Triple H, it will stay – it will it will be more – like, I think people will be more happy. If you go Nick Khan, Disney's buying them out. Well, I would say, I mean, I'm not a business person. We don't know the inner workings of that company. I'm not saying if Vince steps down, Nick Mann's just completely lose all the power. Nick Khan just stepped right in. Like he might be like one of the leaders or one of the upper echelon people. I mean, he will be one of the upper echelon people. But um, if Triple H does, well, the powerful, the business people will own and work around the business part of WWE. But they're smart enough, at least they should be smart enough to put in wrestling people on the wrestling portion. That's where I see Triple H stepping up. But with all the family drama, does Triple H want that? Does he want, he had the house scared. Does he want all that pressure of being creative? I mean, Jeff Jarrett's there. You know, he, he's got booking history. He could step up and do it, or they just completely bring in a new person. But if Vince, could you reread the original question? What does WWE look like? Oh, if Vince is removed from power, what would that mean for WWE? Would he still have a role in the company or would he be forced out completely? And that's like the business aspect of things. I don't know what that if he were to step down, 
would he still have like a little bit? I don't, he's not going to have all the power, obviously. I think he would lose power. There would be a complete shift in however how everything is dealt with in that company. Now, he did the stepping back thing, but he's still in charge of creative. So if this takes it to the next level, I would assume he would just get completely fired or voted out. But could he still like be an employee in terms I, of like, I say, a booker? I, say, I don't know. I say he would no longer be CEO. I think he would be just the founder so-called founder and it would just be hey you know you can sit in board meetings you can have a say in certain things but you know you're not in charge of creative anymore you're not telling superstars who's fired who's what you know like you know you're 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 basically just Vince McMahon but I also think at that point if Vince doesn't have control of everything he just does I think it's it's an all or nothing thing if he doesn't control everything he doesn't want anything to do with it because he's that type of maniac well, with the wait and see. And last but not least, what exactly can we expect from Forbidden Door this Sunday? Could Kenny possibly return? Thanks, Mr. X. Brandon, Forbidden Door Sunday. Is he coming back? Yes or no? And what match are you most excited to see? And then we're going to call it a fucking day. Why not? Why are we going to call it a day, Dominic? Because the studio is tired. I need to make the bed, go to sleep, wake up, get her to work. Then I got to come home. Clean up the house, go to Costco. I got a busy day tomorrow, so we're gonna cover Forbidden Door real quick. Sounds like you just have like a busy like three hours. Oh, oh God, she's awake. She's gonna beat me, Brandon. We gotta hurry up, answer the question. I don't feel like it. So Forbidden Door, um, I don't know exactly. I mean, it's gonna be a good show. It's what AEW they always kind of they deliver on their pay-per-views. I will say this is a like a bit of a disappointment. Like if you just kind of gave me the roster of who's on the show and you would have told me to like fantasy book it, I probably would have had like a bunch of different, I would have had like more straight up singles matches, you know, some different, some two on two tag matches, not a lot of these multi-man tag matches, but there's like some, I mean, as I said, like there's going to be a lot of good matches. Stakes are kind of at a minimal because like the title matches Besides the tag title match, I don't really see any. Well, I like maybe the women's match changes hands, but I see like the tag title match really being the only one that could switch hands. Uh, should be a really fun environment in Chicago. The major, the the United Center, so that's the major Chicago Blackhawks, uh, Chicago Bulls arena. Uh, so should be good. Uh, before we get into the Forbidden Door, Dominic, I just wanted to ask one thing. We're not going to go over Dynamite completely. I just wanted to ask, uh, what do you think of Christian's promo? He did his uh, post-turn promo, uh, really got angry and explained his reasoning for turning on Jungle Boy. Luchasaurus came out to beat that ass, but then he whispered sweet somethings in Luchasaurus's ear, and he just kind of stood back. Don't know exactly what this means, but uh, what do you think of the overall segment, Dominic? I think it's classic heel impact tna christian christian cage at its finest i mean i i think you can say what you want about it but that's what this is what's going to catapult jungle boy to the next level is having this this feud with christian cage again and be able to cut these fucking he needs because he needs to learn how to cut a killer promo and that's what's going to help him and you know Jungle Boy can he's a great wrestler, so it'll be I, I thought it was fine. I was a little high. I mean, I think I'm a little higher on. I thought it was a really good promo. I liked Christian's 
uh, explanation could have left out the dead dad part. I thought that was a little low hanging fruit and kind of calling the fans fat or dumb, whatever. Uh, but overall, I enjoyed it. I like the little wrinkle of Luchasaurus getting thrown in, in, in there. I, I think you ultimately want Luchasaurus to stay a face because I think the dynamic of him and Jungle Boy work better together than him being a heel. Because I just don't, it's almost like the Wardlow thing. Like, I don't know what you get out of Luchasaurus as a singles heel outside of this. So keeping them together, I think works better. Um, and then kind of the only non-Forbidden Door stuff is, uh, whatchamacallit, Blood and Guts next week. Um, any thoughts on that with the Eddie Kingston Jericho's Appreciation Society and kind of like at the end of the show, they were building two shows at one time, kind of an awkward ending with Tana and Moxley just staring at each other while the kids fight in the background. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I nothing's jumping out at me. So I feel like it's the same old, same old. Like I'm getting old. We are all getting old, Dominic. But Let's get into it. Let's get into the pre-show. Uh, they did announce on Rampage that we have not seen yet. They are adding a bunch more uh, tag team matches to the show. Uh, first, the one that we all knew beforehand was the Gun Club, Billy, Austin, and Colton, as well as Max Caster, taking on uh, the LA Dojo in an eight-man tag team match. I see the the face. Oh, I, I don't know if they're, they're probably not faces, but the Gun Club and Max Caster getting the win just so the crowd can kind of get off to a, a little hot start and have some fun scissoring scissor me my boy sure i i don't think it's gonna happen but okay uh the factory qt marshall and aaron solo take on chaos hiroki goto and yoshihashi so we're starting to get uh, some of those bigger names that we kind of like huh they're not on the show but it's not a travesty they're off the show but goto and yoshihashi on the show to take on the factory i would go with goto and yoshi I agree. I agree because fuck the factory. Uh, we get Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee taking on Suzuki Goon, El Desperado, and Yoshinabu Kanemaru. I would not be shocked if we get a full blown turn of Swerve against Lee. I uh, know they're kind of, uh, yeah. So I don't know. This one, I know it's a pre show, so who really cares? But I guess I'll go with uh, Desperado and uh, Yoshinabu because. Why the fuck not? Moving on. I think it's the other way around. Lee Lee's turns on the swerve. Okay. Okay. Uh, moving on to the pre-show. Uh, you didn't exactly answer Mr. X's question, Dominic, as the non-New Japan person. I don't watch New Japan as much as I used to, but how do you feel about the show and kind of how AEW has built up uh, kind of on a short turnaround, you know, a month out of Double Nothing. And now they're promoting another pay-per-view with the joint show, with another promotion. A lot of new faces, a lot of big names, but also, you know, some names that a lot of people might not be familiar with. I think if Okada did not come out, then it would be a bust because you don't know if Kennedy is going to show up. Um, you have Moxley, you have Tanahashi, you have all the other ones. But like, I think if you don't have Kenny, you have to have Okada vice versa. If you don't have Okada, you had to have Kenny. So I think that saves it for them realistically. So we get Zach Sabre Jr. taking on a mystery opponent. Brian Danielson confirmed that he is off blood and guts and forbidden door. Uh, you know what the media called this morning. Uh, Tony Khan, I, he didn't like full on explain it, but it kind of seemed like um, this was his call 
taking Danielson off the two shows. So maybe if it was like he, if he had to do it, he could have wrestled. But uh, I, I agree. It's probably the right choice, especially with Brian's history. Dominic, who do you think the internet is buzzing? Who is Zack Sabre Jr.'s opponent and the newest member of the Blackpool Combat Club? Cesaro or 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 it's going to be Johnny Gargano, one of the two. Those are the uh, the two big names people are speculating on. The other one that would also fit is Jonathan Gresham. I would say that's the letdown pick. And I think if it was him, you at you advertise that like you bring him out and you can do it. And it is a letdown, but it also I mean, it's, I think it's more of a letdown. It's less of a letdown if he's advertised and you announce it than if he was the big guy, if the mystery guy and people were, were speculating. But I do agree. I think I or it's pretty what and I lean towards Cesaro. I just think he fits overall with Blackpool Combat Club. He can have a fantastic match and all the above. Johnny Gargano, he doesn't really fit, um, you know, the grappler style, but it's another big name. It would make sense. I think more along the well, I guess he does have the war games history. So I guess that could go into him being a warrior that could grapple with the best and also beat someone's ass. But when it comes down to who wins, Dominic, do you go with the the mystery person? I guess we're both going to just say Cesaro. Do you see Cesaro or ZSJ pulling it out? CSJ. Cesaro. Then. We get the Bullet Club, El Fantasmo, Hikaleo, and the Young Books taking on the Dudes with Attitudes, Darby Allen, Sting, and Shingo Takagi, as well as Hiromu Takahashi. Uh, this match would be really fun. Like, if I were, I would have just loved to see Shingo and Hiromu take on the Young Bucks. But once again, you got a fantasy book, and these are some of these New Japan tag matches that you throw in multi man. You have kind of the obvious fall guy. Not saying there's an obvious fall guy in here, but I would probably lean towards Phantasm or Hikaleo taking the uh, fall. So that's why I lean towards um, dudes with attitude to get in the win. But on that side, I probably would say Hiromu's the eh, Yeah, probably Hiromu's the one to take a fall there. But I go with dudes with attitude, Dominic. Well, I'll go with dudes with attitude just because Darby, Sting, just, just those two dudes are just too cool, bro. It would fit with the Los Ingobernables de Japón. They're the two re- cool cats. The red aesthetic, Dominic, people are wishing and or speculating. Do we get red Wolfpack Sting? It'd be dope, but no. Okay. Uh, we get another tag team match, Les Sex Gods, Chris Jericho and Minoru, and Minoru Suzuki. Don't know if he's considered a Les Sex God, but I will consider him one. Taking on Eddie Kingston, Weirdly Yuta, and Shota Umino. Winner of this match receives a main advantage in Blood and Guts, which should automatically mean Jericho and Sammy get the win because the heels always have an advantage in war games. Right, Dominic? In what? Sorry. War games! Or Blood and Guts. War games! No, it's Blood and Guts. I said Blood and Guts. You didn't fucking say anything. Yeah, no. You keep saying war games. Well, you kept saying it's called blood and guts. So, you know what? Shut the fuck up, Dominic. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Lay Sex Gods, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, as well as Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, I don't know if I would consider him a Lay Sex Gods, but, uh, you know, I'll give it to him. Uh, take on Eddie Kingston, Wheeler, Yuta, and Shota Umino in a six-man tag match. The winner 
receives the main advantage in Blood and Guts. Uh, Wargam sounded better. Uh, that's not how you say it, Dominic. You get to say it in a regal accent. Wargam. Can I go to bed? I'm done. No, nope, you're not done. Uh, because we got. Uh, By the way, another... Jericho and the, the Sucks guys, yeah, they win it. So uh, we got another tag team match FTR, uh, United Empire. That's Great O'Conn and Jeff Cobb, the AWGP Tag Team Champions, uh, take on Rapungi Vice, Trent Beretta, and Rocky Romero. I think they just kind of threw in Rapungi so they can be the fall guys, which I don't really understand why. I just have the two-on-two, winner-take-all. I will go with FTR to get the win, making them ROH slash IWGP Tag Team Champions slash AAA Tag Team Champions. I agree. I think FTR won the best tag teams ever and the best in this generation. I mean, FTR, I think they've been fantastic as a babyface team. That was not a given, but I think they've done fantastic. And I said, either if not here or on the other podcast, that the uh, Young Bucks winning the championship is only temporary because the FTR will be getting those tag titles very shortly. We got a women's match on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thunder Rosa taking on Tony Storm for the AEW Women's World title. Hopefully this one's given a lengthy amount of time and not kind of stashed away at the end of the show, kind of like double or nothing where the crowd is kind of dead uh, for the Thunder Rosa match. I'm going to go with Rosa to continue her reign. Just doesn't really seem like the right time. And I know uh, Tony Storm is going to kick that ass all over wherever the fuck they're at. So Uh, Tony it's Tony time. I would, I mean, I would love for Tony Storm to be champion. I just don't see it her time right now. And Rosa's kind of like advertised to do some things in Japan, do some things in Mexico. So I would assume she's going to be champion and hold the title as well. Um, but it should be a really good match. And as I said, don't just throw it on the semi-main when the crowd's dead and waiting for the main event. Um, then uh, more matches. We got uh, Will Ospreay taking on Orange Cassidy, kind of the, well, there's some singles matches on this card. Uh, Will Ospreay taking on Orange Cassidy. Not exactly the dream match everybody wanted for Will Ospreay, but Orange Cassidy will rise to the occasion. Should be a really fun match, but at the end of the day, Orange Cassidy is going to decapitate that orange with the hidden blade for the Dubski and retain the IWGP United States Championship. 100% agree. Will Ospreay, badass. Then the final for the all AEW all Atlantic championship, the match we've all been waiting for the title match. We've all been waiting for pack Miro Malachi black and Clark Connors should have been Ishii, but this fucking forbidden door has been snake bitten by injury should have been Ishii, but he got injured. So Clark Connors, who he should be, is now in the championship. Blah, blah, blah. I have not seen it really anything of Clark Connors, but I've heard good things that he's evolved since his uh, young boy days. I will go with, me, it's probably not the right answer, but I'm gonna go with Miro just because I want to see him win. I've been enjoying what he's been doing recently, and also my idea of him sacrificing the Atlantic title to his god so we can never see that title ever again. And I'm gonna go with Malachi Black because him getting that, and then you can have King and Murphy when Murphy gets healthy, or Matthews, sorry, buddy Matthews, when he gets healthy, go for tag titles. So then we got the two main uh, heavyweight championships. Dominic, I think we already know which one is the main event, but I have to ask you, what is the closer of the show? The Oxley. IWGP or the AW? Okay, so we got the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship in a four-way. I believe this is the 
only the first time it's been a four-way? I don't know. Jay White, the champion, defending against Kazuchika Okada, Hangman Adam Page, and Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Once again, should be a fantastic match. Stakes aren't all that high. So I think it's a foregone conclusion. Jay White walks out with the title. It, it's it's 100%. It's 99.999% Jay White. And then the rest of it is Okada. Yeah, I mean, I agree. They they did the thing two, three, three years ago with Okada beating Jay White at MSG uh, to get the title. I don't think they're going to do that again here. Hangman hasn't done anything in Japan. He isn't going to win the title. Adam Cole definitely not going to win the title. I think Adam Cole is the fall guy in this, unless they're going to continue with like a sad, drunk, anxious millennial cowboy thing with Adam Page again. So maybe he loses. But yeah, I think Jake, Jay White's going to get the win and have in a fantastic match hopefully not too long but should be a fun match then in the main event john moxley takes on hiroshi tanahashi for the interim aew world championship this one not as much of a foregone conclusion but i think it is definitely a lock to say john moxley is going to win uh hiroshi or i don't know why i call him hiroshi because no one calls him that tanahashi uh, is going to be a part of the G1 this summer so it would not make a lot of sense for him to be in the G1 as the interim champion and either make the towns for AW or miss all the towns when CM Punk is the champion he's at. So that's why my main reasoning for John Moxley being the champion is Tanahashi's doing the G1. But my thing is AW is also hella fucking stupid and they would do something like putting the belt on Tanahashi and then being like, oh hey, by the way, you need to be here for at least these like four events. And when Punk comes back, you have to be you have to, you know, drop it to him. And they, like, I, I can see them doing something stupid like that. Just because everybody thinks and knows the logic behind Moxley winning it. So they're going to shock you by putting it on Tanahashi. So I'm going with Tanahashi. Oh, Dominic, going with the the pick of Tanahashi. No one saw that coming. But what we do see coming is the end of this podcast. Dominic, you can finally go to bed. Because no, it, it would not be a curveballs and cherry shots episode if Dominic not complained about being tired and having a busy day tomorrow. Yeah, and, ask, and asking for the podcast to be well, over. trying to be light and breezy, but you know, you had to take over like a fucking dictator. Well, we didn't. I mean, you could have taken over, but your internet had other plans. But thank you guys very much. If you'd like to send in a question, be like Mr. X, Ty Gundy, Big Daddy, J Row, Mr. X, Mr. Well, and Mr. X, Mr. X sends his in via email, which is curveballncs at gmail.com. If you want to be like the Ann Friends who send it in via DM or question on social media, curveballs and CS. All the pertinent links and everything is in the description down below. Dominic, I'm going to put you on the spot. Are you going to show up and pay for my food as we watch Forbidden Door? I have to tell you tomorrow because I don't know yet. Okay. Until next time, we will be back next week to recap Forbidden Door and whatever in the hell else happens in the world of sports. We will have a Stanley Cup winner. Do the Lightning make the comeback, or does Colorado win their first title in almost 20 years? Stay tuned to find out next time on Curveballs and Chair Shots. Goodbye and good night. Uh, bye bank. I love you.